0: Hello friends, welcome to this tradition unlike any...
1: Potatoes, and that was
2: <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome in to this episode of Big Drive Energy. I'm sitting here with my brother, Mitchell. What's going on, everyone? R.K.? Hey, hey. And we have a very special guest for you guys today. He goes by many nicknames. One of those is Amputee Jay. The other one is the Partial Marshal. We are going to have a blast with him today. Uh, this is a guy we've gotten to know really well over the last six, seven, eight years working at the golf course. He's going to tell us all his great stories, um, the story of his life. And you guys are going to get to hear what it's like being a marshal at Spring Valley Golf Club. And I can tell you, it's not as fun as it sounds. <laughs> um, but first, guys, we're gonna re, uh, I wanted to tell you guys about the DNVR Golf Membership. You guys get all all DNVR access and membership perks, a premium DNVR golf polo, Colorado Golf Association membership, invites to CGA tournaments, exclusive invites to top golf events, 30% off lessons from Mitchell or myself. 40% off club fittings, so you guys you want that new club, you need something in your bag that you want to, you want to spend some money, you've been saving the last couple months, you need a new club, come to us, we'll get you fit, and we'll get you a new club. Also, 25% off green fees at Common Ground, and $15 off green fees at Spring Valley Golf Club, so come out and see us, hang out. We had a DNVR golf member Chris Hill out here last week, I gave him a lesson, he played 18 holes. He shot one of the be- He shot 14 strokes better than he did two days ago wow. after a 30-minute lesson with me. I'm not saying that's, that's I'm not saying that's all me, but it was. Uh, it was a good lesson. He learned a lot, and uh, that sounds like trying- coincidence. It, it could be coincidence. That's very true. No, I'm but just kidding. Spencer knows what he's doing for sure. Sometimes. <laughs> all right, so let's uh, welcome in TJ.
1: What's up, guys? I thought that was Christopher Walken. What's up? <laughs> that was, that was so one this evening oh,
2: so That's tj so is not only one of the coolest dudes i know but he's extremely talented he's a he, he writes he draws he takes pictures he is tony hawk of the fingerboard yeah it's incredible the videos he's <laughs> taken with a fingerboard is like i'm like dude i can't even Imagine doing that in a We're Tony talking Hawk like video tech game. Tech
0: decks, yeah, uh, yeah
2: dude, tech he,
1: decks are like two fifty. These fingerboards are like hundred bucks pop. Oh, real, real wood, real veneer, real bearings, real trucks, real everything.
2: He makes his own fingerboards. Like this, what? There's nothing that this dude can't do. A great Christopher Walken impression. I can't jump. I
1: got like a two inch vertical.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That's fine.
1: <laughs> so
2: to still it, out jumps
1: flag off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We
3: should have a jumping contest after this <laughs>
1: two of
2: the four of us have a over a two inch vertical Mine's not much more than that. Um, so TJ Welcome in.
1: Thank you. Tell Thank us you a little bit us. about
2: yourself, man. Tell us tell us your story Why uh, why are you so into golf right now? Like what what brought you to this game? That's a good
1: question. Uh, after I got injured I was at Walter Reed for a long time and they had a guy named Jim Estez who started a uh, golf program called SMGA, Salute Military Golf Association, which takes guys out of the hospital and kind of gives them lessons and just gets them out of the hospital. And I thought, yeah, I might as well, you know, I've played once or twice. Uh, having a skateboarding background, my balance was always real natural, so I figured it would be something I'd be good at, and right away it was something that I was good at. And It feels good when you can compete with people who are better off ably than you are and you can still win. It's, uh, it's a pride thing for, at this point for me.
0: It's it's awesome because on the first episode of this show, we talked about how golf can be a game for anyone, and everyone, and the fact that you just said like, like how how great it is to be able to beat someone, exactly. like that's that's golf is a great equalizer because we talked about it in the first show. You get in what you put out, and so if you're working harder on your game than someone else, this is true. You can beat anyone.
3: It is absolutely true. Who was that guy a couple years back? Who uh, he was on the big break, and he was. Chad Pfeiffer. Chad Pfeiffer. Yeah, yes. I mean, he turned pro. He did. And that's just crazy, man. Like he put in legit time, and he got to the point where he could turn professional at golf, being an amputee. Yeah, it motivated me
1: to did see it? how far he hit it. Yeah. Without yeah, the dude. lower body, because I've thought I've been set to a certain distance, but it's really about timing, mechanics, and timing yeah, for sure. Timing.
2: Man. So, for all of you guys out there listening and can't and don't aren't watching us on live TV or live video. Our boy TJ here, he's got two awesome prosthetic legs, so he, Ed and Fred. <laughs> he has them named, and really, you know, it's incredible how he gets around, like, he doesn't, doesn't make excuses for anything. Every time we see him out at the golf course, he comes out, he gets there at 6.30 in the morning sometimes, unless he forgets his phone, um, then he shows up a <laughs> little lose, later, but he always lets us know.
1: I'd lose my legs if they weren't attached to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and the coolest part about TJ is he's he's a great sport about it, like i remember the first time i played with him i think i was 14 or 15 years old and his friend jeremy who's a hoot but he's out of his mind crazy as (laughs) well and they hang out and they marshal together and then they golf together every thursday out at spring valley the valley of fun and one time i was playing with tj and jeremy hit his ball left on number four which is kind of a sketchy little area and jeremy started to walk over there and heard a snake and immediately jumped out. And TJ pops up, fake legs and all, and walks in there. And he's like, dude, these things don't got shit on me. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this guy clearly is cool with this. Like, Because I was there, scared to say anything. Snake to bite me. <laughs> I, was scared of, I was scared to say anything. I was like, all right, you don't want to say anything. You don't want to make it uncomfortable. He's just a normal dude. But he makes jokes about it himself. And it makes everybody else that he's playing with feel more comfortable. And every, every time you're around TJ, you're just like, all right, this is just another dude that just had – he did. He had the paid almost the ultimate sacrifice for every all of IAD us. ID weight
1: loss program. <laughs> <laughs> Lost and,
2: like 70 pounds in a quarter of a second. And he's rocking it out. Like, he, he's the man. I got to tell
3: my first story about when I was playing with TJ. I was probably in like high school, 17, 18 in that area. And usually we give people like handicap flags if they want to drive up by the greens or whatever, just so people don't get angry, groups behind. And uh, so we were out of handicap flags or. Everybody knows TJ out of Spring Valley. So we were kind of like, yeah, it's all good. And so I was playing with TJ in this group behind us. Uh, 15 start, green, yeah. We yeah, were on 16. Yeah, there, it, yeah, we were on 16. And uh, we were in the middle of the 16th hole. And this dude starts yelling at us. He's like, why are you driving there? And TJ just pops off one of his legs and holds it up in the air. And he goes, is this good enough? Yeah. He's like, or oh, you want to see the other one too? They, they saw us on
1: 15 green part right next to the green. And when we got up to 16 T box, they rolled up and it was like, hey you guys can't park that close to the green. And they were like, well, he's disabled. Well, then y'all need a handicap. Placca. And I was like, okay, well, how about this? Pop. And I just plopped the leg off. Dude, I died. On that top of the and rolled out. It was legendary.
3: Yeah. That dude, you've never seen somebody put their foot in their mouth so quickly. Yeah. Like, it was hilarious. It was but. almost
2: TJ putting his foot in his mouth. It
1: was. It was good though. It's, uh, it's opened me up a lot. I was, uh, I was a shy kid, but when everybody looks at you, you kind of have, it, it, it's forced upon you, I guess, in a certain kind of way. and. I've had uh, a few times I've gone to football games and I've had guys just come up to me crying, just yeah. thankful. I had a guy give me his Vietnam coin that he got in Vietnam, a Purple wow, Heart. Yeah, it's cool. uh, extremely humbling, but you kind of see how people react because some people are like, oh, you know, I don't want to say anything, but blah, 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 And I feel like the way I kind of breaks the ice for everybody. It makes it a little easier, makes it a little, a little less awkward about it.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I just met you and, and yeah. you're very good at, at breaking down that ice. Um, If you feel comfortable, would you mind telling your story? Yeah, not at all. Uh, So I was
1: born in Germany, 100%. Both my parents are German. My mom and I got divorced. She met my stepdad who was a soldier, stationed in Germany at the time. So they got married. I think I moved to the US in 2001, 2000 maybe. I got my citizenship in 2013. Joined the army in 2014. I got injured in, no, that's way off. 2004, sorry, 2003, 2004. And then I got injured in 2007, I ran over a pressure plate IED. So what they do is they'll take like two saw blades, they'll connect one side to a battery and then to the bomb, and then one side to the bomb. So when you drive over it in your Humvee, the weight of the pressure touches the two metals together, creates a circuit, blows up right under your seat. Had I been going any faster, it probably would have blew up under my seat instead of under the floorboard. And uh, honestly, though, it probably saved my life. I have a very addictive personality. (laughs) And uh, it slowed me down a lot. Helped me realize uh, a lot about life and people. I get to see honest, honest people. Yeah, for sure, man. It really brings out the honesty in people when you uh, public speak and you get to meet a lot of people.
3: What kind of perspective do you think you gain from it? Just, I'm sure it just changed your entire outlook.
1: Yeah, well, having uh, moved to a new country and having to learn a new language and be that weird foreign kid for a long time, I think it kind of prepared me for for this. So I think it's one of the reasons why I handle it so well.
3: That makes sense. Yeah. I like that. Well, so tell us this, I mean, what does golf do for you? Like when you were getting back into living a normal life after everything had happened, what did golf provide you? Let's put it that way.
1: Golf started out as therapy kind of, uh, they recommend it because there's a lot of swing balance. There's a lot of core strength involved, which you need for amputees, lower body amputees. And I just kind of, I don't know, I fell in love with it. I was a big skateboarder before I was uh, a golfer, and I relate a lot of golf to skateboarding, and I get a crazy look every time I say it. But uh, it's a very individualized sport. You get in what you put out. When you win, it's on you. When you lose, it's on you too. You can't blame anybody else. It's just you and your thoughts out there. I would disagree.
3: I blame a lot of different things. Oh, I blame a lot of different things too. It (laughs) may not be fair blame, but it's blame, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh yeah but the uh the honest essence is it's it's really on you it's what you put in and how dedicated you want to be that's what you get out of it well and i
2: think the cool thing that tj embodies which we're trying to embody here at dnvr golf is like if you meet tj you think like maybe skateboarder he's usually got a dc hat on dc shoes shoes? he was sending me videos today of how he can turn his dc shoes into golf shoes so (laughs) i think he's in the process of that but really like it's not like this stuffy wearing slacks and a buttoned up collared shirt like anybody can go out there and have a good time playing golf and tj you know for some people it's just fun but for tj it's it's kind of essentially changed his life like he can't skateboard anymore like it's physically that's why he fingerboards and that's why he's the legend yeah. at it but like he he physically can't do it anymore and so he finding something that he can do that he can enjoy and go out and be with his friends and compete and, and compete exactly and be you know i always joke with people when when i go out and play a match and they're like how many strokes are you going to give me and i other than you i look at him and i say we both got two arms we both got two legs like no i'm not giving you any strokes and that's the true like golf is every you can be as good as you want to be and it if you want to put in the work doesn't matter if you have you know no legs two legs two arms no arms like the prosthetic like everybody in the world now is getting more used to this and yep. all these veterans are coming out playing golf and doing things like that and i actually teach a guy at spring valley that his stance is the most crazy bizarre thing i've ever seen and he asked me for a lesson and he's a good player and i went out there with him and his stance is literally his right foot is a foot two feet behind his left foot
1: I've seen and it. he's
2: standing out there and i was like dude, and i was like dude what what's going on here like we got something we need to fix he's like the only thing you can't touch is my stance, and I was like, "Well, oh, shit, that's the only thing I was planning on fixing." Like, it looks awful. There goes like, the whole hour. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I was like, oh, well, I don't know." New what to lesson say for And then he goes yeah. into this thing, and he he teaches amputees, and that's like one of his. <laughs> I Met that guy. Yeah, Colin, and and he I like I was
1: rooted in the first time we met. It's <laughs> fine. He he, he,
2: uh, he teaches people like amputees try yep. you know yep. teaches them how to play golf, and and so he embodies that by golfing the same way. Yep. He he's t- two legs, two arms normal you know normal golf swing if he wants to have it but he sets his stance up so he can teach people yep. the ins and outs of that golf swing And it does it's
1: work it really does yeah and it's incredible it. yep. to watch
2: that's badass like the fact that it does work
1: it does I, I uh actually ran into him we were teeing off on nine and he was just getting off a two and he saw me and he came over and talked to us and told me all about himself I was, that's really cool and then he showed me the swing i was like i'm probably not gonna do that but i really do appreciate what you're doing for guys who haven't spent the last nine years developing trying to develop a swing I can't yeah. just go out and do that. It's, it's a little out there, it looks crazy, but I think uh, for the golfer who slices a lot and who just can't seem to contact the ball, uh, I think it would, yeah, I, I think his, it's a good thing. It's
0: his point there to, ta- to basically take his legs out of it so he takes has the to upper use body. cord. It takes the
1: upper body into the golf swing and takes the lower body out, essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: it, I, from a
3: instructional standpoint, it would seem that you could make a bigger turn back and it would just be more timing based on the way through so you wouldn't necessarily be rotating your lower body it would just be more of a set lower body and then i wouldn't say necessarily a flip but like i was down in florida um when i was in high school for this golf academy and they had a guy who i don't know if you've ever seen him but he's his chair is attached to a golf cart that stands up yeah and he solo rider yeah is that okay i forgot his name um Really cool dude, but well, his he, name's not the the cart. Okay. Yes, the I forget the guy's Same name. Cart, yeah. But he literally only has his upper body in use. And I watched him hit thirty He's like a seven balls. I don't yeah. Know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I watched him hit thirty balls on a B line, like two hundred and thirty yards. Never and it literally never left its line. I was so impressed, but it kind of goes to show you that you can work around certain things oh, in definitely. golf. Like it might not be easy, it might not be the, the easiest path, but you can, if you really want to do it, you can do it. Which that's is why I
1: respect Phil Mickelson so much, because he doesn't really give a shit about too much safety. I mean, he's, uh, at certain times, yeah, but he's uh, he kind of a risk it and go all four player, and that's kind of where I model he's, my game after too. For sure, dude, and he's fun to watch. He's like, so fun to the, watch.
2: Win, lose, or draw, he's one of the most fun fun dudes to watch on tour, for sure. For sure. Well, I remember like when I was giving Colin this lesson, he starts hitting driver and he's literally set like i try to tell people especially beginners i'm like set your driver or your club like pretty near the ball like that's where you want to return the ball you know club to the ground and hit make good contact and he's setting his driver like a foot and a half behind his ball and i'm sitting there like rubbing my like running my hands through my hair i'm like dude i don't know how he's gonna make contact and he hits one 275 on a rope and i'm like maybe you need to be giving me a lesson <laughs> <was> like, yeah <laughs> like, how are you doing that <laughs> yeah like it's honestly insane but it just goes to, like you said goes to show like it'll blow your mind yeah, yeah you
1: have that, kid, that yeah. one arm kid that yeah when i was at walter reed we were doing the uh the salute military golf association program when i first got in they brought in a blind guy completely blind and his dad would set him up tell him the yardage kind of set him in the right direction have at it and he'd fucking knock it stiff every time blind <laughs> that's that is nuts like it shows you golfers feel
3: Golf is a lot of feel.
0: Yeah, there was that guy. Uh, oh gosh, I wish I could remember his name. I think his name is Jake Olson. He was a blind uh, long snapper for USC. Oh yes, I do remember that guy. And yeah. he plays in competitive golf. He plays in competitive golf tournaments too. And like, he has his dad. His dad goes, your cat, goes there, right? out there yeah. with him. He just lines him up. That's all he asks for. Just line me up. Hey, Show me, me where number. I need to go. Give me a number. That is unbelievable. Absolutely.
3: That is, is
1: nuts. The uh, power of will, I think, is uh, underestimated a lot these days.
3: Huge, dude. I totally agree with you there.
1: So you mentioned uh, you do a lot of public speaking. I do, I, uh, I public speak for uh Bell Veterans Program. is one of the organizations that really got me out of my shell after I got injured. Kind of showed me that life was more than just a wheelchair and that uh, just like golf, I get what I put in. And uh, Homes for Our Troops, well.
0: Yeah, let's touch on I did that a lot too. of ho- I
1: did a lot of speaking for Homes for Our Troops until I bombed at TPC Boston. I just had to, I don't know, I was really new at it and I had to follow this guy who was like just this charismatic. Find love and just uh, had everybody going. I had like notes, i had written the night before. Had some guy in the back like, "We can't hear you." I was like, "Shut up!" I just <laughs> want to get out of here. so bad, but it really helped me uh, not prepare too hard. Because when you're trying to remember something you've written down, you get lost. You're just like, "Oh shit, now what?" Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's uh there's another brings me back to the honesty point. When you speak and people accept you, they're strangers and they don't know you but they accept you for just speaking it, it's so humbling it's one of the greatest deals i've ever experienced so you just brought yep. up homes for our troops
3: yes. and out at spring valley we're very familiar with that yes we are what are, are we on year eight this year 11 10th oh 10 10 or 11 yeah. 10 or, ten or ten. 11 okay 10th year yeah. yeah so to give you a quick rundown on what it is it's a a non-profit organization and when i say that i mean like You hear about some organizations that donate 50% of all the uh, money raised, all the funds raised to that um, organization or to the uh, cause. To the cause. Thank you. Um, But they donate, I think about 97. 97, They literally have their operating costs and they donate the rest of that to building homes for disabled veterans. Yep, and TJ was actually a recipient of one of those homes yep. in Elizabeth. And it, your house is badass, by the way. Yeah, too.
1: It's, it, it honestly changed my life. Before then, we were living in a, a three-bedroom or three-story condo in Colorado Springs, and my wheelchair wouldn't even fit through the door. I remember, I one of the low points of my life. I pooped myself in front of my wife because I couldn't get the chair into the bathroom. I had to get on my off the bed into the chair, off the chair onto the floor, scoot across the floor, and then on the way back up to the toilet, it just all kind of came out. I never, I'm not one to. Res- Asked for things or received. I didn't even want the house, but my wife was like, you may not need it now, but you know, in 50 years, it might just come in handy because it comes with things you wouldn't think about. Push button, open doors. There's a guy in Parker. He's a uh, walking quad. So he's paralyzed, but he can still walk. He just can't feel his stuff. So they actually put a temperature gauge in his shower because he could burn his skin off and never know it. This is something I never thought about. Wow. Jeez. I met a guy in Morrison. He's blind. He got his eyes blown out in an IED attack, but they put sensors in his house that let his phone know if any lights are on. Cause you're blind, you don't know if your lights are on. You can have a ten thousand dollar lecture bill because every fucking light is cow. on every day. You know? Wow. So, it really, uh, it opened up a lot of free time for me, cause I'm not worried about this and that, and and financially it helped a lot too. Because it's, I mean, essentially it's a free house. I have to live there for ten years before I could sell it or anything. But just the monthly non-payments, it's it's freed up a lot of uh, emotional space, I guess. That is awesome, yeah. dude. Well, and so going
3: back to a little bit of like. How, well, TJ actually brought homes to our troops.
1: Homes for our troops. I did, yeah. for, homes
3: for our troops. I'm sorry, to Spring Valley, and there was actually a commercial on Nine News about it a while back. Yeah, I remember we did seeing that. I remember that? Yeah. And it has really taken off. We were number six or number seven. We've been top ten the last three years. Top ten the
1: last three years. For our homes to so our troops fundraisers.
3: Yeah, in nationwide and homes nationwide. for our troops. What did we
1: raise, like 65000 last year? Or yeah, for... the year before that was seventy-three. I think it was our biggest year. But so... the last nine years, our total is a uh, top 500000 Yeah, for Homes wow. for our Troops. And that's the that... house, and that was my goal, to pay it forward, make sure that guys that come after me have the same opportunities that I did.
3: That is so freaking cool, man. And that is that is one day a year. Yeah. So imagine that, like, raising that kind of money in one
1: day a year. And I've had guys come up to me like, dude, I budget for your tournament every year. I'm like,
2: yeah. Yeah, well, and the tumbling. great thing about Homes for Our Troops is – you received a house, and mm-hmm. so you get up there and speak, and everybody's, you know, crying. It's <laughs> full on water. It is. I love
1: making people cry.
2: No, it's great. And then <laughs> we I also speak, have the, person, the the veteran that's there at the tournament that's probably going to receive the house yeah. partially based off of what we did there it and is. what you it's... created and what we started at Spring Valley. And it's it, every time, it's like everybody in the room, dude, is choked up. I'm getting choked up just talking about it, man. It, it truly it's, blows
1: my mind. Honestly, I didn't know what patriotism was until I moved to Elizabeth. Cause i was just i had just moved there i didn't know anybody i'd met dan he's the one who co-hosts with me and i brought it up to him and he was like well let's go talk to spring valley i was like okay let's do it and then we talked and they were fully on board they've been fully on board ever since then it would not be this tournament had we taken it anywhere else i guarantee you that the community is just and the guys that signed up are men's league players guys that we see every year the same guys coming back i think one year it sold out in 20 minutes and the hardest thing to do is get your tournament filled oh yeah oh so, yeah
3: well that's the thing too. Is what we've been doing these last couple of years is, if you played the year before, we give you first dibs on a spot, and it fills up, literally just instantly. by that. You get a hold of the people who played it the year before, and they're like, "Yeah, we want a team again." So the the support is unbelievable, unbelievable, and, and it it just goes to show you that the community you can create it really does. that it's not in that day the least important thing of that entire day is the golf like you go out and you have a good time you drink you have a laugh with your buddies but it's about raising that money for that veteran to to get a house where they can maneuver properly with all whatever they've got going on they can get around and it it's a life changer for a lot of guys such a
1: burden off the fam not a burden i don't want to say burden but it's such a relief off the family's shoulders too because they're i mean they lose something too they lose a a father a husband they may not be gone but yeah, I can't take my kids to the basketball court and you know, I can't run with them. I can't teach them how to ride a bike. I can tell them. i talk about get out of the backflip by talking them through it. But uh, <laughs>
3: That's pretty impressive.
1: You know, there's certain things we can not do, but this opens up a few more doors of things that we can do, literally, because the door is finally wide enough for me to get through.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it literally opened and widened. It did, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just so awesome, like, when these dudes come out and TJ comes out there and plays and – and I, I don't care if they're listening right now, but I'm going to say this. Like, I had some people come up to me that played in this tournament. They're like, you're not giving out prizes this year because, you know, we get, we're going through coronavirus, this and that. They're like, I'm like, I literally texted them back and I was like, listen, if you're showing up to Homes for Our Troops to win a $100 Spring Valley gift card, mm-hmm. then pass your, you know, your pretty sacred entry and your, your team spot in there yeah. on to the next person. Because yeah. that's not what it's about. Like, it's it's not about winning a gift card. It's not about who wins the closest to the pin, it's like we do an auction afterwards, and like oh, we, yeah. we usually do a live auction. That Most raises, of the money, half of the money yeah, comes from the auction. It's unreal. I spent $4,000 drunkenly on a Rod Smith signed jersey last year. Oh, my year. God. I, <laughs> had, I got into a big dick contest with another dude, an older member, and I, it, and I literally spent... <laughs> I swip, I had to switch credit cards because the one in my wallet didn't have a big enough limit. Oh. I had to go to my car, get my Southwest card, and swipe it for four grand for a Rod Smith signed jersey. Yeah. Beautifully hanging in my room, by the way, with the same last name as me, so I don't feel that bad. Oh. But, I mean... Rod also it went eating. to a
0: good cause. Yeah,
1: yeah and it, well, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I like, think we had a John Elway autographed helmet go for like 4,500 bucks one year. Wow.
3: Yeah. There, and you, another tribute to the community is, you should see the things that people donate. Oh yeah. Like Jeff Wise personal of, collection yeah, items. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like for instance, Jeff Wise, one of our long-time real good members, buddies. Yeah. yeah, longtime members at Spring Valley. Real good dude. He owns a welding company, and he made two benches that probably took at least 12 hours each in strictly welding time and the ones the the entire back of it is uh, an american flag and it is so eccentric and beautiful like and he donated two of these things it takes like four people to move them because they're they're that quality of material yeah he he took his own time to to do those so. and on
1: top of that uh I met Jeff Wise last year for the first time, actually. Uh, he donated a Scotty Cameron Mizuno putter, bought it, and then gave it to me. <laughs> Mizuno Scotty Cameron. This is like 89, 88 wow. Wow. vintage putter for 600 bucks. He gave it and then bought it and then gave it away again. That's uh, that's incredible. Yeah. There's <sighs> so many people
3: out there that uh, – and it's not just Spring Valley. There's people all over the place oh, yeah. that, that love it and – they just love the cause and they love playing golf in it it really just embodies everything that is good about golf it does yeah it's giving its community it's honesty uh, it's honesty. It's, uh selflessness like just wanting to help other people and it's it's really a beautiful thing in and opinion.
1: uh golf fundraisers are probably one of the most funnest ways to raise money
3: oh 100 really percent. and I mean, when you're playing in one like it's the best.
1: It's the only place you can get drunk and drive legally. So <laughs> might as well take that is advantage. That's true. Well,
0: <laughs> in the golf carts, Yeah. To be to be to clear, be clear yeah, yeah. yes, coming on from the most, tournament. Don't tiger it yeah, with we're your not with your. Uh... That.
3: <laughs> yeah, with your seven iron in the in the back of your yeah. window. But uh, and there another thing that a lot of uh, tournaments do too is they'll do like twenty bucks a piece or whatever, and we were just doing that on Friday. You. Everyone jumps at the chance to hit a drive on a part five from hundred yards out. There's a hundred bucks a group basically right
2: there.
0: Can yep. we just talk about my shot real quick on that <laughs> on that hole? Didn't yeah. you stuff
2: it? No. Well, he did stuff it, but he spun it back probably like 25 feet. Oh, gee. I'm
0: almost mad
1: at that, but I'm like, I can't be mad. I just spun the shit out of that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> That's contact. Yeah. Well, it's I that hit that much 25 it 25 feet over the
0: flag and then spun it back 25 it. feet. That is Exactly the way I planned it out, even yeah. though I've never spun it that that far in my life. So you
1: come up short and it spins, you're like, shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you land it
3: by
1: the hole, your divot's, like, right by the hole, and you're 30 feet back. You're like,
3: oh, that's bullshit.
1: I want to say the shot on two, I think, uh, knocked it to, like, three feet, and on the drive up, a wind—a gust of wind knocked it off the green. No, yeah, it was like that a false bogey, Yeah, or it's <laughs> double bogey or something, but— Oh, my God. Yeah, it was—
3: uh, Yeah, there's— That's golf for you. Well, actually, if we're talking about bad breaks on 14, I'm going to bring this up again. Here I, it comes. <laughs> I, I, I canned it. Like, I flew in the jar he did f- fucking money dude i disappeared and the funniest part was ryan beforehand he goes just Put hold. It in. It. he's like just hold it out i'm like yeah that's funny dude I'm like i'm gonna oh, i was like well i'm gonna try i mean that's kind I'll of the goal to hold it, no matter where I'm yeah at. and yep. it flew in the hole and hit the you know the little pool noodle at the bottom yeah and we saw it shoot out and like hit the flag and then come back 30 feet off the green yeah oh uh. uh, and if we hadn't had like a shot four feet away i would have been heated I can't. Yeah, H-
1: Hank shot on 14 from 102 for eagle. Hell yeah! Won the uh, men's amateur open for the first year with Jeremy. Oh no shit!
3: That's badass. Yeah. That's a good eagle hole.
0: Yeah, thankfully Hank had had stuffed one in there.
3: Yeah, I I still think that too. And we walked up, and the ho- the right side of the hole is just a little dented in, like it it didn't even hit the sides, <laughs> like it just flew straight in and straight out. So bad break. There's me complaining again. Who knows what happens
0: if there's not a pool noodle in there?
3: Yeah, I don't know. It still could have shot did some
1: guy miss Q-School because of that pool noodle? He took a putt, it dropped into the cup, and bounced out and landed like an inch from the hole, and he missed Q-School when they still had Q-School. Yeah. That, aw, Talk dude. about an all-time bad break. That's, yeah.
3: that's a, That is a life changer. So, He'll but, get it. You He's know, good it, enough. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> you never know when your
1: opportunity is going to come. But. This is true. I went from a 14 to a 15 this year. Or 14 <laughs> to a 19 handicap. <laughs> Hey, hey man, it happens. This game, there's ups and downs. You can't. I just keep thinking of Tiger. I watched some oh, yeah. skull, skull Bunker shots and and Duff Greenside chips and went on to win five tournaments next year. Do you, feel like, year. do you feel like Perkins Tiger this year? Like peak Perkins Tiger? I feel like uh, I got to do something. I'm overdue <laughs> like three years for a chip-in. So, <laughs> still
3: moment. got the club championship coming up. So.
0: I when used to chip-in all the time and i don't chip in anymore and it really makes me like i don't me know what too. changed i'm
3: overdue well maybe you're hitting more greens that's, that's that could be
1: it i think that's the only reason i was such a good uh, chipper while my handicap got on a 14 because i missed so many greens but the short game really worked out really. yeah that's a spin zone when, for you there. when i
0: was uh, like 14 years old i was in the pro shop of this crappy golf course by my house i mean it is a joke <laughs> and they had like a chat a children's seven iron in the little bag of just like clubs that people had lost that were like one dollar and i picked it up and i was like this is the exact length of my putter but it's a seven iron i'm gonna put this in my bag and and use it as a bump and run club and i absolutely got buckets with that thing like (laughs) like at least one chip in every five rounds with that thing and then i lost it and yeah I, and i I've, I've never i just haven't had the juice since then oh, <laughs> ever man, since you
3: got rid of that children's seven iron
0: i need another children's seven iron <laughs> just for those of you guys that don't know little, that i've never played golf with
2: rk he's the bump and run jesus like <laughs> he'll be like 40 yards out and he'll hit a shot and the i've never said like this to yards. him until now but in my head i'm like dude he just cold topped it and it rolls up to like six feet and i and he's like He's like, yeah, that—that's exactly what I wanted to do, and I was like, all right, dude. It was like an 8-iron. It, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it looks like you almost. And I, I like, can't even fathom hitting that. shot. It takes the backspin off. Yeah. My
0: grandpa, who taught me the game, always said, "If you keep the lower you keep it, the less variables yeah, there are." That,
1: I totally agree. I got a lesson once at Red Sky from a guy named uh, Henson, and uh, he always said, uh, "If you have a lot of green and not a lot of fringe to work with." Take like a seven iron, hit it on the nose, but hit it like a putt, and it will just roll out yep. like yep. a putt. But you'll be able to cover that fringe exactly. without the reduce of speed. Yeah, the amount and He of... just won the 2020 senior PGA in Colorado. Damn, so Jeff he knows Hansen, what he's shout out. About.
3: Shout out Jeff Hansen. Henson. Hansen. Hansen, Hansen. Hansen. Yeah, One he knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the amount of like average to below average golfers I see trying to hit flop shots from two yards off the green, my favorite shot. blows my. <laughs> head. Oh well, yeah, it's the most fun to hit, but it's just not economic
1: from oh, a I'm, score standpoint. My favorite because I'm good at it. Well, yeah, and, see, and you have to work shot. on it though.
3: But somebody tries to whip a flop shot out on a on a Saturday scramble, and you're like, this is gonna go horribly. Like, yeah. just start walking to 100 yards behind yeah, the green watch out. to go got, get
2: your ball. Actually, that happened today. So Mitchell and I coach a high school golf team. And we're on seven. We're watching these kids. And this I like kid, those
0: kids too. They're they a cool. They're good. And this kid, we'll have this more kid,
3: stories about them. This
2: kid's sure. a good player, and Mitchell's just in a dick mood. Like he, <laughs> the, the kids called us like three times on one hole, and we drive over there. They ask us rulings. a stupid rules question, and Mitchell literally <laughs> driving off goes, "Hey guys, next time you gotta call us." And they're like, "Yeah." He's like don't <laughs> I was like next time you think about calling us just don't do it and then we go back to the other hole and some some kids like a foot off the green and he's got like maybe 12 15 feet on the green so he's got like a 16 17 footer and he's chipping and so he chips it like on we the can't, green yeah no yeah well he's off the green no, he's like 2 feet off the green he's right. like 15 and feet he, from the hole and he's chipping it and Mitchell and I like we're trying not to help the kids during tryouts cuz we're trying to make it fair for all the kids like you got to shoot a score and then you're cut or you're on the team. And then from there we'll help you. And he chips it. And Mitchell looks at him. He's like, why are you chipping that? And the kid was like, well, I've been chipping it all year. Why wouldn't I chip that? He's like, you can do whatever you want, but that's not the right shot there.
3: Well, what I actually said is he goes, oh, I've been chipping it all year. And I was like, well, if you want to keep making doubles, then you can keep chipping. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. He but goes, like, if you want to make five again, keep chipping. <laughs> it that. was kind of savage, but was- I no, I totally agree with, yeah, I mean, he stubbed it like five feet, and then he almost three-putted. Like, he turned a, a relatively easy three into a grind-out
1: four. Yeah, still, though, 17-footer to five feet is not bad. Well— I'd take that putt. No, he, he hit well, it like he five, it feet. five feet. So he left himself 12. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and yeah. then he almost
3: three-jacked it, and he could easily putted it. We're kind of digressing here, but yeah, that's a that's a, definitely
1: a shot that I see way too many people
3: try to pull off.
1: I'll be honest with you i'm a tip or two from the fringe just because i feel like uh when i'm not playing a competitive round it helps me practice and For i feel sure. like i have a better distance control which is the only yeah. reason my handicap was so low was because my short game yeah
3: oh dude people don't realize how many strokes go into the short game but
1: but i agree it, if i could learn to putt through the fringe i definitely would more
3: well and see it's not even about putting it's about not hitting a, a flop shot <laughs> like oh yeah you get it on the ground as quick as you can if you this is true if you're hitting a, a, little bump and run with a pitching wedge, that's fine. Like, you're carrying it just on the green, rolling it out to the hole. But you see kids trying to fly it two feet short of the hole. Yeah. That's going to work out. Yeah,
1: that's going to work out one out of ten times. There are a few times where I'm like, ooh, flop shot, right? And I I hit it, and I fuck it up, and then I walk up, and I'm like, there's like 12 feet of green in front of this flag. Why did I hit a flop shot? (laughs) I would almost
3: compare it to like a gambler. They only – people who flop a lot of shots only tell you about their really good ones, not the ten that they scold. Like – you're never going to hear somebody brag about their bad beat. They're going to talk about the, the, parlay the five hit, like hit. parlay that hit with five seconds left in the last game. Yeah. They're going to talk, people who hit flop shots, they're going to be like, oh, dude, I flew this one
1: two mm-hmm. inches short of the hole, and it took a peek, like it almost went in, and it spun back. That's why it, guys that hit at 220 are waiting for the green to clear at 230, because at one time, yeah, they it hit it exactly. three with 245. Yep, 100%. So they're sitting there waiting for 10 minutes to just to stub one.
3: I uh, I want to ask you one more quick question because I know you've had the opportunity to play some really cool golf courses. I have. What is your favorite? If you if you could put a favorite, what is your favorite that you've played? Oh Colorado. gosh, I would say the Norman Course at Red Sky. Norman yes. Course at Red Sky. I didn't even specify Colorado, and he picked
1: out. Um, Definitely the, the Norman Course at Red Sky, especially like around September time when everything oh, starts dude, to change, when the colors Just, change. Oh, a, I think it's 11 or 13 is a par three. And everything behind it is just white trees with leaves. Uh, it's just a gorgeous place. And the elevation change because there's two separate courses is a thousand feet from the highest hole on the Norman to the lowest on the Fazio. It's a thousand feet of elevation change. I mean, wow. it's just
3: so you probably have trees turning colors up towards the top quicker than yep. there. Like you come to, it's like yellow down to green, like an ombre little mountain there. It's and from the club, from the main clubhouse too, so you can see like almost everything, and it's just just pure as can God. be.
0: So I. Basically just found out today that I'm gonna be able to play golf in the fall this year because of course the buffs aren't playing. Ooh. Which I, my my golf season up until this year, every year of my whole life has ended week one of the football college football season. Because you've got college football and then you got NFL and it's like yeah. the your weekend is, is spoken for. I my the amount of rounds I've played in September in my life can I could probably count on one hand. So You're probably gonna cover that in like a week. Exactly, I'm actually pretty excited about this. Silver lining. Sil- a exactly, bit. I my kids a go back to school
1: li- in August. I'm pretty excited too. <laughs> yeah,
0: like I'm, I'm pretty excited that, uh, that I'm gonna play some fall golf this year.
3: Fall golf in Colorado, I think, is untouchable. Like, it is. October is my favorite month to golf, and I mean, really, anywhere but Colorado, it's even more over the top. Like out of Spring Valley, we've got a creek that, running, it's actually called Running Creek. That runs through it, and there's a bunch of really big uh, cottonwood trees, and they always turn this beautiful shade of yellow. And just the contrast, because it gets so bright green and it does. Um, on the golf course, and then you got the contrast with the yellow and the green. There's the back nine. I've t- yeah, I've taken so many pictures out there. I'm like, I could put this in a magazine, and that's just Spring Valley. Like, if we're talking about mountain courses, there is unbelievable views all over the place. One of the
1: things that drew me to golf was the uh, difference in courses. When you play basketball for a ball, it's always 100 mm -hmm. yards. It's always 100 by 50, maybe, something like that, 35, something like that. Golf, uh, basketball courts are all the same size, same height, rim, everything, but every golf course you go to has someone's touch. Yeah. Someone's a little something that's whether you like it, it or not <laughs> exactly and you can play that golf course every single day for a year and it will still play different every single day 100 percent. you know the temperature's the same the wind's the same it's uh, there's no game like it, it really isn't
3: i 100 percent agree with you there bro like just the diversity of golf the different courses like i've played in scott Scal- i've played a not to brag but low-key like <laughs> i've played in Scotland. And that was unlike anything I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And then you game. and then you played a lot out on the east coast uh-huh. and and different then you grass, go and then you yeah. go to the south and it's different. And you come Air. to the Rocky Mountains and it's different. Then you go to the west coast, you go to Arizona, yeah. you go to New Mexico. And no matter where you go, there's going to be beautiful golf courses, and they're all going to be completely different.
1: They all going to be. It's like a different. snowflake. It really is. Yep. It really is. Every time I drive by a piece of property, I'm like, man, I, I could squeeze a golf. Hole st- in oh, that. I'm the you same guys, a golf course. Yeah. Oh my and god. And that's I think that's a skater in me too, because every time I drive past a set of stairs, like, dude, I would kick up the shit out of that <laughs> set of
3: stairs. <laughs> like, as a, we used to ride motocross when we were younger, and you like drive by and you're like, oh, I jumped the shit Heck out yeah, of that. Yeah, like, tabletop that. Yeah, exactly. Like. It's just the the visionary of
1: it, and it is, and it's so individual too. I mean, yeah. this might be somebody else's favorite golf course, and this may be somebody else. And golf somebody's course like, and... I fucking hate this place. Exactly. Sorry, I I love it. So people play good scores on some courses and still hate them. That it's. See, I, I disagree because usually, a good
3: chunk of how much I like the course depends on how I but play. What you shoot? Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Me, it's a hundred percent for me too. Yeah. Like, like uh, I played Estes Park Golf Course in a tournament. So we played Friday as like a practice round. Saturday was a tournament, and I played well both days. And I was like, I think this is my favorite, favorite course, course favorite. I think I'm going to start <laughs> yeah. looking at real estate around but, here. Yeah. Like. I
1: love Arrowhead, but it's so hard to play. Even for charity tournaments, they set it up like a Sunday at Augusta. <laughs> do it's they? hard to play, yeah. I've actually never but been it's out so, there. It's, 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 You've it's never played Arrowhead? Fun. No, we'll, we'll have to get yeah, out there. We gotta yeah, we got to do yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, 13 is uh, just an amazing hole. I mean, it's a picture hole. I've seen that, the
3: downhill with the Red Rocks behind it. Absolutely
1: gorgeous. Yeah.
0: That whole every hole is picturesque on that course. It truly is. is- taking take it on the putting greens
1: and you're like. <laughs>
3: That's a big like wedding spot for the views and stuff too, oh, yeah. from what
0: I can remember. All right. So give me your most ridiculous story as a marshal.
1: Uh, I think I've only been golfing, uh, marshalling for a year. Well, this year. <laughs> but is when guys come up to you on a Thursday and they're like, man, it's really slow. I'm like, dude, it's league mentally- on a Thursday. It's like 90 degrees out here. Okay. It's a. It's seven. It's a par three. That's followed by a really hard par eight or par four, eight. It's gonna, dude, you've been marshaling here for a year, or you've been playing here for years. It's always, you know, miss. yeah, exactly. Just the, like it's, it's really slow. I'm like, yes, it's also hot, and that tree is green. <laughs> that sky is blue. What, yeah. what do you want from me? Yeah, yeah, it's it's
3: basically, it turns into a traffic jam. What'd you make times. on the
1: last hole? Like an eight? Well, you might be part of the problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I think the best story from Mitchell and I's side of TJ marshalling is last week we had some guy call in the pro shop. And this is a little preview to my don't be that golfer. But the guy calls in the pro shop and he's like, God, man, it's really slow out here. You guys get a marshal out here. Like they think that like, I mean, TJ is a saint. TJ is a great dude. But he's not going to all of a sudden go out there and change the whole golf course and make everybody play faster. They think that's going to happen. So we're like, yeah, we'll send him out. We call on the radios no fucking answer we look back in the carts and both our carts are sitting there with just the the radios in the carts neither of them are in it we're like great so we text him we're like all right cool we'll do the next best thing we text him we're like hey dude can you head out to number two TJ sends a picture of his feet he's sitting on the toilet <laughs> and, we set, and he says soon
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh it's, that it's was always something i
3: would
2: ever seen in my entire life Honestly.
3: So yeah. <laughs> a,
0: a couple Sundays ago, I had an experience at uh, at Spring Valley that I've never had before. Um, first of all, I feel like you guys can probably relate to this. When you're a halfway decent golfer, it really bugs you when the marshal tells you to speed up because you're like, you just don't feel like you should. Ha- you know, you right. know what I mean? Like I mean, everybody takes it personally. You're That's like, I am sh- not hacking out here. Like, <laughs> like I'm like the one too right. worried uh, 14. Yeah, exactly. Okay? I'm like, I'm averaging four and a half strokes per hole. All right, give me a break. So, anyways. The marshal that day came out. And I don't. I don't remember who it was, but he's just like, "Hey, you know, just so you guys know, you're 10 minutes behind. Would just love if you'd speed it up a little bit." There's, there's a whole hole in front of you. Was it a Sunday?
2: Yeah. Uh, it's Carrie Fisher. Oh boy.
0: So it was fine, you know. And it, but I took it a little personally. Yeah, absolutely, everybody does. But we get to uh, 15. Is that the par five? 16. 16, and he comes back around, and I'm like, "There's no way. We've been playing so <laughs> fast." <laughs> I have and been he, running. And he just says, hey, just want to let you guys know you made up all that time. You guys are perfectly on time now. Great job. And I was like, that's never happened Gross. to me yeah. Like, uh, n- They've uh, never come back around to tell me that we actually did a good job. Usually yeah. they're just like, thank God you didn't screw it up again. So I was very thankful for that. I was a... Uh, I felt gr- I was I felt great after that. I was like, "Thank you." People we, free we, we worked you... hard to get back yeah. to this time. I feel
1: like a family. They really do.
3: Uh, yeah, it, we really are one big family, and TJ's a big part of ours. And honestly, you walk out there, and I think Ryan got that vibe when he came out. Like our first conversation, or the first time you really saw me, I was bullshitting with like six different dudes, mm-hmm. and we had AC like crying, laughing. He was di- like just laughing his ass off, and that's. What it really is—it's just the conversation. That's why
1: I love marching so much. I'm not out there to hurry all up or anything because usually, uh, I don't know if it's just me, but when we march, everybody gets done in like a two and a half hour round. Yeah. For nine holes, for me, it's not bad. I've been out there for four, four and a half hour rounds. It's just sitting on seven, on seven for like half an hour. Yeah. But uh, I just love to talk to people. I love getting around, bullshitting with people. Just, it's fun for me.
2: Well, that's the best thing is like the groups you go up to. The, the groups that make it hell for marshals and people in the, that work in the pro shop and et cetera is the dudes that are out there like, okay, I'm teeing off at eight. I need to be done by one. I got to go home. My wife wants me to mow the lawn by two. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like, yeah, you, you know, you want to go play golf cool, but that's not what everybody's out there for. And, like, you're going to have a giant stick up your ass the whole round. Like, don't even go play. You're wasting everybody else's time around you. You're wasting your time. You're not even enjoying it. Like that's the point of this. When you're I'd angry, it seen... makes it awkward for yeah.
3: everyone. Oh yeah, I've never seen people pay so much money to try oh, to man. rush through something. Like it, when I, I mean, when I'm at a Broncos game, I'm never like, oh, I don't. I wish this would hurry up. Yeah. Can yeah. <laughs> this can, can it just get over so I
0: can go home and do chores? You're like, I realize like, there's 40 second play clock, but Jesus, <laughs> yeah, why do you need to yeah, use the whole damn thing? Yeah,
3: it's bullshit. Like I look forward to those days. I'm like. I wish those days would never end.
2: I and, wish we'd no. have a five overtime Lightning Columbus Blue Jackets game every game.
0: Yeah. No. Can't there?
1: <laughs> no. Especially when they're losing. Can there be another quarter? Please? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Exactly, dude. Like, that's one thing I'll never understand is trying to rush through something you willingly paid for. Gosh. It's like going into a restaurant and being like, I have 10 minutes to eat.
0: Dude, yeah. you should tell people you just paid for four and a half hours away from all of your troubles. Take advantage. Yeah, of yeah. it yeah, Take your, advantage of your, every last second. Your Turn your phone off. Your wife's off.
2: at home. Your kids are at home. They're not out here bothering you. Turn that. Just at Spring Valley, we already don't have any good service. <laughs> That's that, what I tell my wife. Put that shit on airplane mode. Tell them you're <laughs> That's out, what I tell my like, wife. <laughs>
3: It's like, hey, TJ's got full bars, and he's like, he's taking them the greatest, the <laughs> greatest <laughs> <laughs> photographs
2: ever and posting them on Instagram. And his wife's seeing it. Mid like, No, I don't have service. No nope service. The, <laughs> the,
1: <wifi's laughs> the, wi- the Wi-Fi
3: is incredible though. The Wi-Fi is top notch.
0: Conversely, though, a marshal can really mess up your round if they're the one who's who's like that. I'm oh, not gonna can. put the course on blast, but I was playing a course in Colorado, and it was empty out there, man. There was no one in front of us, no one behind us. I swear to God. No one around. I think we went off at like 7.30 a.m. It was just too early. for. Can you give us the location? I don't even know, honestly. It's You're a liar. But okay. n- no, I, 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 yeah. I, I just put the course in my phone and I drive there. Okay. Um, I don't even r- recognize the location. <laughs> I'll tell you guys after the show because I'm not. Gonna, we might partner with this course. Yeah, put there. it on blast. Oh, okay, hey, okay. Um, the the marshal comes out. I swear to God, I have not seen anyone all day. He says, hey, listen, you guys are 20 minutes behind pace. I need you guys to pick it up right now like he's like super serious i'm and like i'm not a confrontational person but i just said there's no one out here
1: (laughs) it's the rules
0: and he's like it's not about the other people it's about you you guys are behind and i was like but there's no one behind us we're not holding up anything and he goes listen up you guys can either speed it up or you can go home
3: oh my god i was like that's aggressive
0: i was like i was like you know what, we might go home, but I'm going to get a <laughs> refund before I do because this is absolutely absurd. We ended up going back and forth. But, like, I couldn't believe this guy was on our asses. I swear to you, there was no one. I did not see a single person behind us on any hole through the entire day. We, have, we obviously finished the round, but it was in my head for, like, two holes. I was so worked up uh, over this because I was like, what does he care what time we play in if there's no one behind us? He didn't get respect in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough he yeah,
3: no, i, was, I was gonna say something but i'm gonna leave it i will tell you though that like with our marshals i always tell them to err on the side of having people enjoy our golf course Agreed. like push them towards like oh have a beer like even our uh our bar staff has bought people drinks if the rounds a little slow and be like mm-hmm. go enjoy the back nine have a beer and bullshit with your buddies like
1: i've also just, noticed that just being there as a marshal speeds up play you don't have to say anything just show up when and people, people naturally just they know that marshal's there they'll play a little faster yeah they'll, they'll try to pick it up a little bit
3: unless there's like a real outlier out there like last week we uh, had a bachelor party out there unbeknownst <laughs> to us and this dude told our marshal he's like he he tried to walk down shirtless um he, he had no shirt he was trying to walk down to the by the 10th tee and he goes, I'm jumping in that pond. And the marshal's like, no, you're not. And he's like, it's a bachelor party. And he's like, you're not jumping in that pond. And then the, his dad comes over. Who knows? They're all hammered. And he goes, you sure you want to tell us what to do? It's like, yeah, you can't jump in
2: the fucking pond. Like, right? that is like,
3: we are not that strict. Also, don't this isn't don't a major. major. You got to draw the it. line somewhere. Yeah. yeah, if, yeah. He,
2: if he just goes, well, so this is a quick, funny story, kind of on the same lines. So one of our, our other pros, he's the director of golf, Sean, his dad... Last week <laughs> during men's league, he he was hitting a club and he hit it in he hit his shot in the water. He proceeded to throw his nine iron into the water, and right after that realized how bad of an idea it was. He dropped down to his skivvies and jumped into the pond <laughs>
1: it's and it's gnarly.
2: Like it's not clean. to grab his nine iron in this dirty ass Did water. Get it? He got it, and our. So basically, imagine awesome. our, you're you're working at a golf course. You basically run the golf course. You're one of the top higher ups there, and you look out and see your old man swimming in the ninth hole in his whitey tighties <laughs> trying to retrieve a nine iron. Sean that was is,
3: mortified.
2: <laughs> he's like, "What the fuck's going on out there?" Like he was blown away by
3: golf will make you edit, do crazy edit, things. It, yeah,
2: yes, it will. His dad literally <laughs> doesn't
3: care one bit.
0: Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's but not, not a great look for the staff. If you ever
1: but. want to see somebody lose their shit, teach
0: them how to golf. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can learn a lot about a person over a round of golf. I've said
1: this many times in my speeches. You learn a lot about people when you play a round of golf with them.
0: It's completely true. I mean, you see, you see real character come out. That probably transitions well into my, uh, into my don't be that golfer. Yeah. Don't be that golfer who's not good enough to be mad, but you're out there slamming clubs. First of all, don't be slamming clubs ever. Uh, in my opinion, I'm I'm very stubborn about this. I don't slam clubs, I don't throw clubs, I don't drop clubs. I don't, it's just not me. But especially like, I have a buddy, love him to death. He's listening to this. Sorry, I'm putting you on blast, but, he hit, a terrible drive on like the second hole, and he slammed his driver on the t marker, which was a rock.
1: Oh, it's like four hundred bucks. And broke his driver. Like four hundred bucks. In like.
0: Was all bummed, and he's like, I didn't I didn't realize it. And I was like, I know you knew the T-marker was there. Mm-hmm. You broke yeah. your dri- – and, like, you I feel it. no sympathy for you. I don't care that that's $400 or at least no. $200 to replace the shaft. I don't ca- – like, just – Just gol- don't do it. We talked about this a lot on this show specifically. Golf is about getting away. It's yeah. about having fun. It's about it's being with your buddies. It's about drinking beer. If you have a bad day, breaking your driver certainly is not going to make it better or slamming your club or doing any of that stuff.
1: Golf is a game, and it must be played. <laughs>
0: Yes. That is the truth.
3: No. My my favorite, real quick, is the power toss. That's
1: what I do. I'm a big
3: sling. Like, just sling it. Oh, no. I let go (laughs) in the
1: backswing. If I know it's fucked up, it's gone, so I can't slam it.
3: Yeah. Just let it completely go. Or I kind of throw it like a Frisbee, and it, I mean, it goes about 20 yards, and it releases some anger. It doesn't damage the club, doesn't damage the ground. Like, overall, it's a lot better look than just... Throwing a wedge right into the dirt and George sticking
1: it. it on 12. Yeah. Right
3: in the middle of the fairway. Exactly. Like, I, I think a power toss is always a good option if you do have
2: to let out some anger. So I used to be that guy.
3: Yeah. You, d- you were that yes, guy. I was. I
2: was that guy that slammed clubs. Like Emotional hit.
1: 14-year-old the first time we met. <laughs> Absolutely. And this was before <laughs>
2: I had to... What was he, like fi- 16? 14. It's 14, 15, before I had somewhere. to pay for my clubs. Now I get free clubs. Weird flex, but Okay. <laughs> And okay, so I had a, th- a brand new set of wedges that I just bought. And I hit a five iron on a hole, snap hooked it, didn't like it. And I, I took a nice just, it was a pretty solid slap of my golf bag with my my five iron. I snapped all three wedges <gasps> in the bag. no shit. The shafts. Oh my god. All three of them. Oh, snapped karma. Them. Yeah, I, don't I swing at your on bag. On that same karma. hole, I went to grab my 56. Broken. I was with like,
1: oh, that sucks. I was like, steel shafts? Yeah.
2: Snapped them all. You, have, well, there's no you bend,
1: had a right? swing. Yeah. You're, you're, you're he not says a light there's swing. There's no bend though, right? It's got to stop when it hits the other club, so it keeps going. There's no. Uh, Something's there. got to give. Something's got to give, yeah. yeah. And it was Quite three literally. wedges. And, then I was like, and okay. the three wedges gave. I was
2: like, I'm not going to use my sand wedge. I use my 60. Pulled that out. Same thing. Oh, I mean, you deserve my, this. And I <laughs> my favorite club. And then after <laughs> that, I was like, all right, I'm never doing this again. And now when I get to the point where I want to slam it, I just squeeze the grip really hard, drop the club, and move on from
3: That's there. why I like going the falter. I almost got a putter caught in a tree once, but that's a story
0: for another time. <laughs> I The most you'll ever get out of me is I'll flip my club over and hit the grip into my bag.
2: See, but that's what he that's did. That's what I did, but I didn't flip it. Yeah, I, I hit uh, the high straight y- toss, y- the, okay. head, the head. I threw that five-iron head right into the side of the bag.
1: If you ever hear me call myself Joey, I'm really fucking mad. Because <laughs> that was a uh, military nickname. Johansson was my last name. In the Army, you go by last names. Apparently, Johansson's too long or hard to say. So everybody <laughs> call me Joe or Sergeant Joe. So when just, I'm really mad at myself, spot. It's, yeah, it's, what the fuck, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> um, Spencer,
2: go ahead for, all right, so my don't be that golfer of the week is, and I kind of hinted at it earlier, don't be that golfer that calls into the pro shop, every group that's slow or everything that you think that's going wrong. Like, I
0: didn't even know that was an option, honestly. Yeah. Oh, it's Dude, amazing. How I've never people, done that in my life.
2: Yeah. We get 10 to 15 calls a day from people out on the course, either, either, there's no water on the course, which is posted everywhere. Coronavirus. If you've played golf in the last six months, you know there's no water on the course. Get a water bottle. They're free. Get a get a you know plastic cup of water before you go out. Water comes but, by
1: every four or five holes. Yeah. Exactly. No, no, no.
0: Here's the real thing, though. For a real tip, not to interrupt you, get yourself a Contigo water bottle. Fill that baby full <laughs> of ice before you get out there. Put four bottles of water in your bag, and you will have ice cold water the whole day. 100%. Agreed. Okay, 100%. go
2: on. But yeah, just don't don't call into the pro shop. No one wants to hear you bitch and complain. Like there's I don't know how many calls I've gotten. There's a few geese on our course. We once got a full on one <laughs> star. We man. got a one f- full on one star review because there was geese on our course. It still hurts me. Every one star review we get, I they see. They said every we need review. to
3: mitigate the geese. Yeah, and so or
2: eradicate them. So if you've ever played golf, <laughs> like you know that you can't really control geese. They just come and go. There but, was
0: literally geese at Harding Park this weekend. Exactly. I treat him as a gallery. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, oh, you
2: like that? You like and that, this huh? huh Tom. He's like, he's like this goose, man. This goose, it's got like a broken wing. I was like, keep staring at me. Cool. <laughs> And he was like, "No, no, somebody should go get this." I was like, "Do you want me to call like ASBCA? the the <laughs> wildlife department?" He's like, "Yeah, that's probably a good idea." And I
0: just hung up the phone. You call I, was like, you I do them. feel bad for these geese. Yeah, I, I feel bad. They for them are, too. but it's you know, there's signs for them too. We take, here at your own risk. Yeah, exactly. We take
3: care of that in house. It's if some, some someone's damaged. If yeah. they if they're uh, you know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> okay. Um, I actually had a dude call in. Or, no, he came into the pro shop along the same lines he didn't call, but he goes, you guys need a martial out there. It's like a Tuesday. And so I look at his tee time. He made the turn in an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, my God. I was never so livid, and I didn't look until after he walked out. Um, He was playing with, like, one other dude. And he's like, you need a martial out there. The group in front of us is playing so slow. He played in three and a half hours. Like, if you play three and a half hours anywhere, I almost feel like that's— I wouldn't say it's too fast. Depending That's on That's 18 holes. Oh, no, I get for... it. Yeah.
1: Because people complain all the time. Marsh, like, it's slow, it's slow. It's like, dude, you're on a two and a half hour round. I just talked to the group that got off nine. They teed off at so and so. It's two and a half hours later. Yeah. You're not playing slow. If they feel like that because you have to wait on seven, it's a par three. Yeah. You have to wait for the whole hole to be done playing before you can tee off. Yeah. It's not 100%. like a par five or a par
3: three. 100%. I, uh, yeah, I can't stand that yeah. shit.
1: It's um, off. Enjoy it, man. Smell eight. the fresh air. Yep. 100%. Take some pictures. What was If that? I
0: played in three and a half hours, I would. Feel like I needed to play another eighteen. Exactly, <laughs> you almost
1: feel
3: like you didn't get your money's worth. Yeah,
0: sometimes what? I tell my wife it took three and a half hours. <laughs> no, three you times. tell her
3: it took nine hours. It was really slow. Because you hanging out at the bar afterwards, you know. Um, might be that don't be that golfer, excuse me. Is don't be that golfer. I'm Ryan. Correct me if you already did this one, but buddies <laughs> that ruin rounds over their bad round. Oh did yeah. You, did you do I might have done that one, but it's worth okay. double down it, doubling yes. down on it. Don't let your game ruin
0: your buddy's time. Like And everyone for, knows when that guy is out there with them and you're just praying they play well that day. Yes. Oh, yeah,
2: I have seen I've standing at tee boxes with my fingers crossed, sometimes during lessons, mostly during natural <laughs> golf where I'm like just please hit one good. Like I just want you to feel like I don't want to be uncomfortable after you hit the golf shot.
3: And Spencer is a somewhat of a culprit of that a few better better players usually do it um, or just anybody who has some sort of expectation in their head but just enjoy i, I don't know how many times i are gonna say it, but just enjoy your time like there's going to be good rounds there's going to be bad yeah. rounds it's like life it you're going to have good days you're going to have bad days you know it's what and you can make of the bad days that really it, exactly and that's that's my thing is i just cannot stand playing with golfers like usually outside of bitching here and there for like 10 seconds like, just complaining, whatever. Like, right after my shot, you would never tell if I was shooting a 100 or or 65. Like, I usually try to be pretty uh, upbeat and, and fun to play with because you don't want to, like, scare people away. Like, you don't want your buddies to be like, no, dude, I don't want to play with you, you know? So don't be that golfer. Don't want to play with that guy next week. TJ, do you have a don't be that golfer? I don't have
1: to be that golfer. Don't be that golfer that says one after somebody knocks their – Ball off the tee. Yeah, All that does one. is let everybody know is you've been playing golf for like six months. That is 100% true. Even That's if it's a joke, it's so played out. Yeah. Every time somebody says one, I'm like, there's always one. There's, <laughs> there's always one. Be like, you're that
3: guy now. I don't We're know. busy next week. Sorry. <laughs> Did you see last year? So if people don't know, on the tee, quick like little rules tip. If you don't have the intent of hitting the ball, like if you're taking a practice swing and you accidentally knock it off the tee... Uh, when you're Your on the team. tee box teeing off, that doesn't count. It wasn't intentional, right. so it doesn't count. But like Zach, Zach Johnson, Johnson. Yeah. at the Masters, he toes, he hits it off the very very end of the club off the toe, and it hits the tee marker and shoots sideways. He's like, oh fuck! And they
1: actually <laughs> caught the audio on it, so and it good. was
3: hilarious. So good. Like
1: it happens to everyone. One he of my was... favorites is uh, Phil, when he hit it in the grandstands. I think it was last year, two years ago, he hit it twice in a row, yeah. two days in a row, and he's like. Show me the ball. I fucking hit it. I was like, oh, yeah, when he tur- yeah. hit it off Same the turf. Reason, yeah.
0: When he hit it off the turf up there. I, uh, I just saw a video today of Phil. I don't even remember. I think it was at uh, oh, Beth Page Black. And it was a video of him hitting out of the fescue. He lines up to it. You could barely see the ball, but he has three wood. It's a par five. Oh, God. And he just goes, Well, heads up. <laughs> I was, I, I've never been a Phil guy, but I've, I've come around on him in the last. Six months, just so relatable. I've
1: always loved when I saw his shot on twelve at Augusta from behind that pine tree. Yeah, he's a, he's a ballsy player. It's a, go forward. Or it's either yeah. win or lose for for uh, Phil, and that's yeah. what I've always respected about I him. I think
2: the hot mics in the PGA Tour is the best thing to come from. No they fans. need to be mic'd up, like,
1: yeah. yeah, like the NFL, 100. So
0: you saw the the article that came out today of like uh, Justin Thomas's f bomb tirades have gone too far. Whatever. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Seriously, like. Absolutely. This is a sport where people people curse. Yes, a lot. Emotion. It's a lot of emotion. This sport was made for cursing. Yep. And when they do it, it makes us feel so much better. Absolutely. Because when
2: it makes golf more relatable, like it really does. Robin Williams said this in a stand-up skit called Golf. He said. The reason it's named golf is because all the other four-letter words in the English language were taken, and it's so true. It is true. You say so many things out there that, like, you say it, and you're like, wow, I can't believe I just actually said that. And then two minutes later, it's like nobody even thinks anything of it. They're just like, oh, yeah.
1: I've Uh, had to apologize after a few rounds because I was embarrassed about my behavior because I played so badly that I was just, (laughs) like – Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. and everybody has those days i'm just like but dude, just
3: I'm don't so be consistently that dude oh but yeah i learned from it i i saw a tweet that said uh the same parents that are angry about justin thomas saying the f word on live tv have their kids dancing to WAP in tiktok videos like <laughs> that you know how is it such a double standard where a lot of the and i'm not knocking the music
1: but how is it so
3: unacceptable in
1: golf and it's just I'm a Go cursor, and, even around my kids. I'd rather them know what not to say than hear it from some jerk little it. shit named Tristan or
0: something. It's very great, you know. What's, yeah. a,
1: what's a blah, blah, blah?
0: Yeah. So they know what like, not to say. Who told you that? Tristan. Golf, look, golf is a, you know, Vic talks about this all the time. You curse in golf. And
1: it's when the pros do course. it,
0: it make like, JT had a right edge putt. He thought it was going to fall to the left. He hit it exactly on the right edge and it didn't move an inch. And yes, he said, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> fucking Perfect game. pace, too. Because you do. You got to be fucking kidding him. Yeah. Yeah. And every one of us has been there, yeah. and it makes it, – I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love hearing yeah. the pros curse because we do it – I've never played a round in my life where I didn't curse. I
1: watched Saturday's round with – I think it was Tiger, Rory, and uh, JT. They were all playing together, and they played like shit. And I was like, wow, I feel so much better about my game right now because they were all like bogey, 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 par, birdie, bogey, bogey. I was like <laughs> – you're like, this looks like my floor Yeah, ball Everybody sucks at golf. Day. It's just some of us suck a little less.
3: And on the opposite side of that, when even when you're playing really good, you're like, holy shit, I just nutted that. Like, yeah. you hit a good shot, you're still cursing. Like, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. or like That's true, yeah. Kind of an in-between yep. day. If, if
1: you're stoked, you're cursing. Uh, curses of exhilaration and curses of just fury. Exactly. It covers the entire spectrum. I think it was Bobby Jones said golf is a game of emotion. Rather that be uh, exhilaration or just anger steam yeah yeah I'm, it's yeah, I don't one of the remember two. the exact quote but i day. do
0: i do apologize to my grandfather may he rest in peace who i had never heard him curse in my life he taught me the game he probably would not be happy that i said this but golf it's a cursor sport
3: golf is not your grandfather's game anymore it truly that's, is not that's the tough thing it, i remember guys
1: were trying to break 170 yard drives that was long with the persimmon woods and the yeah yeah dude it's sh- it's really come along balls
2: all right, guys. Well, this is going to wrap up this episode of Big Drive Energy. Real quick, if you guys have a DNVR membership now, just the regular one. I do. And use the code Shout BDE. Out you can upgrade your membership to the DNVR golf membership for $10 off. So, once again, that's the code BDE, $10 off, upgrade that membership, get yourself a CGA membership, discounts at golf courses, discounts on lessons with us. And not only that – But if you use the code BDE at the DNVR locker, you get 10% off any T-shirt. Eric, who we had on our last podcast, does such a great job. All these shirts, TJ's wearing one, I'm wearing a hat. Bob Miller.
3: And we're going to be dropping some badass shit,
0: too. The amount of... And the DNVR golf polo is fire.
2: The DNVR golf polo is coming out. You use the code BDE on that, you get 10% off a DNVR golf polo. So once again... TJ, Keep thank you, you so much for joining us, man. We had a blast. Thank you guys really for having look me on. Really looking forward to having you on, and it did not disappoint. You're the awesome. man. No, you guys uh, Appreciate you, guys. you. Ryan,
1: thanks for coming on. The
0: four of us need to play some golf. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I would sure. love to play with you guys again. Absolutely. Also, uh,
1: I have that, uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw the game with the little All the Palmers. No. Oh, oh the get, I know yeah, what you're talking about. That. I almost brought them, but I was like, I don't know if there's going to be space, because you need space to play with those little things, but I got two sets. So, oh, we well, made we'll so some some DNVR Arnold Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Love it. Love it.
2: All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Once again, use the code BDE. Upgrade that membership to a golf membership. Get yourself some sweet DNVR swag. We will talk to you guys next time. For me, myself, Ryan, Mitchell, TJ, we're out. Oh.